Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club podcast, where we talk all about the media that you love. I'm here again with my two associates, Mike and Chris. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I can only imagine why. <laughs> nice, nice uh, transition there by Mike, and we do have some big tv related news that we have to talk talk about but before we get to that i i mean uh, anything happening in 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 your guys world anything going on a a good week the weather's getting heating up summer's on its way sure why are you looking at me when you say that it's a hot one today it's always really boring when people talk about the weather i i find it's like that's what you talk about when you have nothing else to talk about. Are, are you looking at him because because Mike likes the, true, the warm weather? The true fans know why I brought that up and looked at Mike, but do do you know know why Mike? I reject that uh, that premise. Know what though? Speaking of heating up, the rumors are heating up about a, a say a, a a reboot, a reunion. Yeah, yeah, reboot. yet another one. A return. For one of the most beloved, by beloved you. by you, by er, by everyone, especially Chris. Chris has been known to buy merchandise from the program. What show um, are you talking about? We're talking about Roseanne. Oh, there's a rumor it's coming back. Apparently, the two uh, it's being shopped around ABC and Netflix might be ha- having a bidding war for it. Roseanne return. My question was. First, Dan is involved. Okay, Dan, Dan being you, for for the Roseanne novice. Can you hold on? No, can, can no, you I, tell us who the hell Dan is? Let me bring up just just so I have the full original Roseanne cast here. So of course, Ro, Roseanne. We we don't need need to explain, right. aka the Big R. Roseanne, no one knows where she's been for years now, right? Where where is Roseanne? She's she went into hiding after after she sang the national anthem wrong in like the the, the late nineties or something, and we haven't heard heard from her. Now Dan John John Goodman has been killing it on several fronts. Oh, yeah. uh, although we were having a little bit of an argument earlier, uh, whether whether John Goodman is an a list actor. Uh, Chris, Chris well, says hot high B. You was... said he was a superstar. Chris said he was a B list. B plus. I said you're both wrong. He's neither of those things. He's an A list supporting actor. He's not a superstar. But he's a B plus. He's certainly an A list. He's um, he is an A list, and he has superstar chops. Yes, he has a superstar name in name recognition. I would say, certainly. That's yeah. right. So my question was, first, why, why would he come back? Second, and the bigger question, so my initial thought, as most of you, I'm sure, know, the final seasons of Roseanne were revealed in the finale to be a dream, uh, and that Dan actually had died in an earlier season, and the finale of Roseanne, you know, Dan is dead at the end of Ro- Ro- Roseanne. So that that was my first thought is how can how can he be involved? How can John Goodman be involved if he's both too big to be involved and he's dead and his character's dead. But it, it must be a passion project. As Why else? as you guys also pro- probably know there was an underground uh sitcom that Roseanne and John Goodman had recorded a pilot for that did not get picked up several years years back hmm. and several years back as well this took a little digging roseanne posted on her blog the outline of if roseanne picked up today where all the characters would be including the reveal that dan faked his death <laughs> oh my god so it's looking like I mean, to go back and forth, you know, Dan was alive, then we found out him being alive was a dream, and he was actually dead, and now we're going to find out it was a dream that he was alive, and that him actually being dead was a fake out. 
So that might be how Roseanne uh, opens. That might just be crazy and convoluted enough to work. Might just be crazy enough to work. <laughs> well, it, it was a miserable failure on the Prison Break revival in which, you know, the previous installment of, of that show, uh, Michael Schofield's main, the main character died and it was revealed in the, 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 the reboot. needless revival that, that he faked his death. <laughs> and oh really has been, been living out his days in some some middle eastern war prison i only watched the first episode so i can't really speak to to how that all played out but it was terrible oh and, well uh, let's so, let's I mean, not Roseanne, compare that to roseanne, roseanne can only go up if, uh, in comparison to that jeff when you were watching those final three seasons of roseanne i didn't were you what i didn't like i i i didn't watch them live so little, I've little, I've I've seen a bit. A little, little defensive. I didn't say you watched a lot. Well, that that's because Chris has has this thing where he has to paint me as a huge Ro- Roseanne fan. <laughs> I am a huge John Goodman fan. Thou, I mean, you do. As I mentioned before, you do have a framed sign. Yes, there's picture a picture of John, of John Goodman, Goodman hanging above the TV. Go Roseanne check out our Instagram. There's on a motorcycle. The centerpiece of your <laughs> check out the Instagram. Okay, it's signed only by John Goodman. Okay, I'm a John Goodman fan. It just so happened, first of all, great picture of John. Okay, he's wearing a bandana. No one's one's denying that. It's a good picture of the two of them. No one's denying that, right? right, right, Well, he's in character as Dan at that moment. That's sort of like, you know, only Roseanne's head is in the picture. This this photograph is only signed by John Goodman. If it was signed by the two of them, would you have rejected the picture? Well, I specifically went out searching for signed photos signed just by john john goodman yes there were plenty of options for both of them and i chose this because i wanted a picture i mean what is this picture it's a picture of john goodman and roseanne riding a motorcycle signed by john john goodman that's quite a fancy frame this is all i did buy an ornate golden frame this is all a great distraction from my original question which was when you were watching those three last three seasons of roseanne okay were you upset that it was a dream like I'd be pretty mad if I found out the last three seasons of Game of Thrones were all a dream. Some people, yeah, some people think that the the finale of Roseanne is sort of like a cop out because lots of stuff turned out not not to be real. Like right. the reality of what was going on was just Roseanne's dream for what she hoped her life could have been. Um. So your your, your question was, was I disappointed? Yeah, I'd be pretty disappointed if I if I put weight into these storylines and these characters and what they yes, were it's doing. It's not about the destination. It's about <laughs> the journey and how we arrived at the destination. But to yeah, answer, but of course, anytime that John Good- Goodman's life is portrayed to be in danger, I'm I'm disappointed. I wish he he'll continue li- living a very ha- happy life and that his characters do too. But um, in fact, we've seen John John Goodman die an unnecessary amount of times in several films. Um. I think, did did he die in in that that war movie too? What war movie? He was he was in with Brad Pitt, I think. Oh, the Monuments Man. Is that what I'm thinking of? Never saw that. The one where they the true story where they're getting Nazi art. Yeah, I think he lived. I don't know. I think I he lived, that. but he certainly died in the Cloverfield movie. Oh. Saw so, ooh, spoiler. That's okay. Yeah, too late. He put on a fantastic performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on. We'll keep you updated with all Ro- Ro- Roseanne news uh, mo- moving forward and breaking on our, our social media. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, a show that you've been watching, Mike. Which but Chris is not caught up, right? I'm one episode behind. Better Call Saul. So in in the times yeah. in the time between the last episode of the Screen Club podcast and this episode. I watched an entire season of Better Call Saul and two additional episodes. Jeez. And I just, but I, I couldn't make it to that last <laughs> one. It's because last night I budgeted my time. I said, oh, I, I, I got home. I have just enough time to watch the final episode and then I can go to sleep. And I came home and there were two episodes on demand and I screwed up. But you know what? That's a- Tonight. But we can talk about it. Now I can finally, I'm up on the season at least. How are you feeling? I the show's amazing. Thank you. Bob Odenkirk is 
is amazing as always. And, you know, things are starting to come to a head and a head as what I, what I mean by that is things are starting to show signs of lining more up with Breaking Bad. I would kind of getting, definitely say so. Getting the character to where he is. This is like a real is. transition year from the Better Call Saul early era to like early stage Breaking Bad era. Or I mean, middle stage Breaking Bad era because that's when those these characters were first introduced. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're starting to see you have obviously an episode back, but yeah, I think you can I've see seen, sort of where the Jimmy Chuck thing is going. And how that may play into Jimmy no longer being Jimmy, being Jimmy McGill, yeah. taking the name of Saul Goodman. And uh, obviously we're, we're seeing how Mike got, got swept up in the, the, the meth, meth game, meth underworld yep. of uh, Gustavo Fring. Um, obviously we had a lot, episode two ended with the uh, cell phone on the gas cap. Yep. You know. A reunion is is about to gets occur. Him, gets him in, and it does occur. Yeah, um, those two they they share a, s- a full scene together for the first time in like five years. It was great. I had a good. I kind of had a kind of an interesting thought about Better Call Saul, which is what is what who is there to say that Better Call Saul at some point couldn't swing to the other side and become a prequel to Breaking Bad. Not, not a prequel, a sequel to Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, and completely ditched the prequel. I mean, a sequel, because each season is each season has a little sprinkling of of a sequel of what what Saul has been doing since Breaking Bad ended, and right. it's this season more so than anything else. They've shown it more than they had the past two seasons. Really, they only showed the one scene. They showed like no, they showed the beginning where he got stuck. In, in the room, that maybe in, maybe I'm blending. Oh my I god, that everything. was the premiere of season two. Oh, okay, I'm bl- yeah, it's yeah, blending then, off. Then they, they brought it back with the. But, oh, okay, of but in this season he actually spoke, which I don't think he had before. Right, right. We saw like the inter the uh, yeah altercation we got a, between a more firmer and the grasp on just exactly what's what's going on yeah. in in his adult mind, um, and yeah, definitely think that's in play um, as for how much or how long the show would delve into that that side um and especially how it relates to the breaking bad world like i feel like if we spend a lot of time post breaking bad it's gonna be a lot of like how it relates to the better call Saul world and like what's up with kim yeah whatever goes on with with jimmy up until the end of the 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 series um yeah that is interesting it's really it's an interesting way to do a prequel series of just having a guy having one character plucked out he doesn't even have the same name he's not living in the same city I know it's it's great it's uh, just there it's good the way they're bringing back all these other characters from the breaking bad world and just sort of organically spreading them or threading them into the the better call Saul world is is so fun um like every episode this season is has uh, contained a, a character or two from the Breaking Bad world, um, and just the way that they're naturally reintroduced here. Um, episode two, we saw Francesca, Jimmy's assistant, Saul's mm. assistant. Did you? I didn't even recognize. Didn't even that. recognize her. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to... waiting for like seasons to to get her because I always love that that dynamic between the two, and she's so like shiny and flowery when we first meet her in, in Better Call Saul and then we could trust that to like this this beaten down shell of a woman um, in the Breaking Bad Breaking Bad world a woman who would be willing to like extort uh, Walt for $25,000 over a broken glass window yeah um, it's just it's just funny to to imagine just what exactly happened to her <laughs> yeah. that, that brought her to that point i think it's just being around saul goodman as often as, as she was um just yeah stuff like that yeah it's what makes this part of what makes this show sing exactly wow i'm just completely behind on both the breaking bad and the better call saul train Whew, you're missing out I had n- 
No, I, I, I know who, who Saul is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not certain of the main character of Breaking Bad character's name. Walter White? Walter. I knew that. I knew it. I knew it. But wow. So good stuff. Not good enough for Chris to get caught up. <clears throat> I tried. tried Next week, Chris, you better had to go to sleep. Up. Had to go to sleep. Had to go to sleep. Well, yeah. let's uh, let's move on to something we all know and love. Uh, Veep. It's back. Has there been, there's been two episodes since we, we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only two episodes of the season. I uh, How are we feeling? I I love it. I feel like it's just yeah. They're picking right back back up in a different uh, different situation. I did say to Chris, uh, what is what's his his name? Uh, Jonah's ass- assistant, Richard. Yeah, Richard. And what's his last name? Richard T. Split. <laughs> yes, Split. I thought he had the the line of the season so far in the second episode. I don't know if you remember it when he's giving her the uh he she she's getting her her portrait taken and he comes in and and says like we we heard back from from Yale and he goes the response was emphatic it was a no <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the the line of the season that, that I love that he's adopted the role of like what what is his position? Communications director. Yeah, what or, is uh, he? He's chief a... of staff. Is he's he chief, chief of staff? He's her chief of staff. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny. <laughs> Former president of the United States has now has Richard T. Splett as her <laughs> chief of staff. He Which did go to Yale. He's I know, he's he, extremely well he's a genius. He's, I'm not so sure he's he's capable. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great dynamic between uh the two. It's really funny. What did you guys think about what went on in those those episodes? I think it makes sense where the season's going. She she's doing her ex president thing, except she's like the always left out ex president. It is kind of perfect, like that she's now she's an ex president, but she's like an afterthought of an ex-president <laughs> and she gets no respect or or the re- or recognition that she so desperately needs yeah <laughs> i mean like i mean it's bad enough having the presidency torn away from you only one year after you've assumed the role but then to go from president to just insignificant blip on the historical radar timeline yeah. or whatever um is just it's fitting and it's sad and it's tragic, but can't say it's not deserved because she she's didn't she, do she's much. Not a great person. You know what I find? In, oh, yeah. sorry, Chris. You you you're saying something? Oh no, I, I was just reiterating what you're saying. You know what I find interesting though is um, there's been, you know, I I don't know if you guys have thought anything or read anything, but just the. The theories. I, I know we've had controversial theories here during our Westworld run. There, there are Veep theories. There are Veep theories um, about. I know of no theories. And and maybe I don't know if maybe this is obvious or if, but that she will be the president again by the end of the season. And the reason is, or the the leading theory and the sh- shout out Reddit, um, a house vote, is that the house vote, like. I forget what the exactly you know I'll, I'll stumble through the the tech technicalities here, but there was supposed to be a house vote, right? Like when, like isn't it supposed to be like Tom was supposed to actually vote or like they they didn't it, have exactly what they were supposed to have for the house vote, right? So it went to the Senate, and then they decided that they weren't going to have a house vote. Like one guy that was of the opposition party, it was made clear in the show, decided that they wouldn't do a house vote. So the Senate vote, yes, was just supposed to be the temporary president until they could get the house vote done. And then the guy Mm -hmm. said, we're not going to have it. So it's likely that if Selena's party wins a majority and then that person becomes speaker or whatever, that he will say, no, we're having a vote now. Because technically the person who's president, what's her name, is only a temporary president until the vote Acting gets president, yes. Yeah. And that was kind of a big point of contention for me last year because, I mean, per the rules stipulated in the Constitution, like, that is exactly 
how things like that are supposed to unfold. But Veep kind of made like no mention of like how this new president's only an acting president, and that there there will be a subsequent House votes until a president is elected or chosen. Oh yeah, because but it they was kind of Veep kind of just yada yada that whole process and just sort of made this new person classically without that acting title uh, in front of it. So I don't know if they're going to return to it especially a year after she's already been the new president. I know you think it'll be nothing or you think it'll come. That would be kind of funny. Uh, if, if it, if it was returned to, I mean, it would be great just to see everyone shitting on her for a whole season. And then next season is just her being able to get, get her, her, her comeback on, on everyone. Also, it would be funny if they spend like a whole season, like devising these intricate plans of like how they're going to run, where they're going to put their money. And then like, she just becomes president yeah. off this weird whim that they weren't thinking about. She just trips upward into becoming a president again <laughs> after it's been made very clear how, like, unliked or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, no one wants to see her as president again. And it would just be so funny if through just these random set of circumstances she becomes that. Sorry, I'm, I'm really bad with the names, but what's what's the name of, like, the, the not the old, well, yeah, the older guy, uh, Ben. ben, Ben, right? Yep. God, that was just so deflating when Ben tells her that she's not, she should not run. No, she cannot run, like that. Oh my God, like that's just because he, I feel like, is the only one that she really like respects his his yeah, opinion really. You. you know, like and him coming in and just telling her that it is. I mean, it's just funny. It's so funny. And then like, man, the stuff with Dan being a the host on, on the morning show is just so like funny and he hates it and it's just... but that was a great open huh the fir- open of the first ep- actually the opening of the first two episodes were so good one with her do- doing the interview and that's dan giving the interview and then the second with her sitting at the the in the oval office but it's the fake oval right <laughs> and split had another great great line there too when who is like another f- former pre- president comes yeah president we've never seen or heard yeah. of before but and i like he's the, shitting like on her a little bit but then but then uh like there's some mention of like how it would be you know like she doesn't want anyone to know she was sitting there and, and then split goes is that your purse <laughs> sitting on, on on the desk? I think I think the funnier line is when he first walks in and he says like, "I've been searching through I I've been searching through for any photo of you and I, I found one in the in like the Kennedy room." <laughs> like, in the what? In like the he like he's basically implying that she said like, "I can't find any photo of me. Please search this museum for some photo of me." It is pretty good. I also uh, will she get her presidential library? <laughs> Oh god. She wants one so bad. But no one wants to give it to her. Nice leftovers connection there too with the What? Leftovers connection. Was that the the woman from oh, yeah. for, from Leftover? Uh, yeah. Amy Brenneman. Mm-hmm. I also uh yeah. Fun to see. We can uh we can keep following along with the just great stuff. It's killer stuff. Just HBO co- coming out and saying you thought you knew what a sitcom was? Well, welcome. Thank you again. Um, <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Let's do a couple quick hits. Let's keep on HBO for a second. We got one episode of Silicon Valley. Oh, but you guys didn't watch it? No. Nope. Just it was you. good. The opening was also very cool. An- another sort of, like Veep, like a little mind uh, games opening. But um, mm. yeah, just f- funny stuff. I'm a huge fan of Mike Judge, one of my favorite shows of all time, King, King of the Hill. Mike Mike Judge and uh, just a funny show, just a funny show. I, I didn't realize is this the fourth season? I think so. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's like no, the, the third or maybe, maybe third. second, maybe third. <coughs> I third think it's season. fourth, third or fourth, third. Oh my goodness! No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But let's. I mean, I'm so I'm the only one that's 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 seen it. I can I can encapsulate two season arcs, so it makes me think it's the third season. I can't be wrong in this. Let's see. I'm looking it up right now. We are in season four. What? No. Season four, episode one. Wow. 
what happened in season two? How how are you so sure that it's season two that you've you've glossed over? Because I can remember the beginning and I can remember last season. Season four. Uh, yeah, you know what? I you're right. I I'm sorry. Who's 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 right? Me? Well, you're right. guess oh, what? Thanks. Mike has to leave now. <laughs> so it's getting a little goodbye, chilly out. Goodbye, Mike. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm uh, I, I I'm enjoying it. Also, some nice uh, you know, Silicon Valley. It was so weird because like the CEO in the first season died, right? Like the real life actor died, mm. so they had to replace him. Um, but there's been some. There is some funny stuff. G- Gavin, and I forget the other CEO's name, like the, the one that they actually bring into P- Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. You guys know the bald guy? Yep. Remember how last season they were like doing some weird stuff with their jets? Like there was that whole funny thing where like they they could have, they were going to, to the same place and then they were like, you know what? We don't need to take, but they actually just took two two jets and played chess. There's more jet fun in the first episode uh, with them just being extremely rich and uh, playing around on jets. Mm. It was pretty funny and uh, some interesting stuff happening with with Pied Piper too. Uh, surprising, no. Uh, now I only know uh, what's his name. Is it Peter, the, the the main character? Richard. Richard. Sorry, he's. Normally selling us uh, his Verizon phones now. Yeah. That's quite an annoying ad campaign. (laughs) He used to bag groceries at the same store that Amy Poehler, not Amy Poehler. Is he from here? He's from the capital. From New No, no. He was in another commercial where he was bagging Oh, yes. I remember. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey, yep. I remember. Which was below him. That was beneath him. We we were questioning whether uh, whether he, he was just another actor in that. Or if he was like a paid for an endorsement, yeah. <laughs> like with with it that, um, I will say this. I, I just want to quickly interject a mini uh, quick hit here. Just remind me of something. Uh, pr- product placements. This week's DS had one of the most product placementy product placements. I don't think I've I've seen one yet. So. Uh, Maggie Q is going to investigate someone. No need for for details here, but she's investigating a very rich man. Okay. So they go to like his, you know, his house or his. uh, It's it's like a big horse. Like it's a it's a horse farm. You know, a farm big big, big ranch. So they 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 pull up in their in their Ford, and uh, you see his nice big Ford truck is is there too. And then they have their talk, and he's very you know like mean to them or whatever. And then he leaves, and Maggie Q says, like, we need to get, get out of here. And she takes out her phone. She brings up some, like, thing. And I'm like, what, what, what the Was fuck it a is Samsung it? Galaxy? <laughs> I don't know what, 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 what it was. But she takes out her phone. I'm like, what is going Like, what is happening here? And I'm like, this is taking a really long, long time. She was starting her car on the Ford app. Oh, my God. Then it cuts to <laughs> so the Ford. Annoying. And shows the car starting up. Welcome to Ford, and 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 all this <gasps> shows it st- start up. And it, it was so it's dead silence. There's no dialogue. It's just like thirty seconds of Maggie Q. Sorry, I'm mimicking playing with my phone on my on my hand here, and then just looking at her phone. And then she presses this big button. I'm thinking like, is Maggie Q on the show is like doing all these investigative like crazy things? I'm I'm thinking like she she's looking up some some shit on this guy or like mm-hmm. some 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 crazy no she presses the thing it starts we cut to the car all silence just com, com, complete silence. that is cuts to the car big ford logo shows the uh the, the the dashboard and behind the the wheel and all this like great looking stuff then they just walk into the car <laughs> like I, i'm thinking this has to be going somewhere like she she's showing like she has some tracking device on his ford mm. or, no it was just that's weird that is We're shameless starting up the ford um, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> DS, but we'll be looking forward to more Silicon Valley. Uh, Mike, or I don't know if you've watched this too, Chris, the, the, the Handmaid's Tale. I have not. Please share, Mike. Handmaid's Tale is the new, I think it's the new great drama that uh, that just dropped on Hulu uh, this past this past Wednesday. Uh, Hulu, as we all know annoyingly rolls out their episodes 
one week at a time as opposed to other streaming services. Although in this yeah. case, they dropped uh, three episodes. Oh, I've only seen Weird. the first one. I watched it last night, and I was so impressed by it. Um, starring Elizabeth Moss of Mad Men. She plays a handmaid in some sort of dystopian, bleak future version of, of our society in which um, the rights of, of women has been completely stripped away and they are forever to be placed as, as servants uh, of, of rich families, primarily of, of men, and to bear these these men's children. So they're they're just they're every day they go about their lives serving these families and then late at night they get raped by the men to, to bear the, to bear their children my god um and it's so it's just so well done uh from just the, the, the directing to the world building um the the episode begins in um in the past with with her and her family fleeing this this regime, like like sort of as it was happening in real time, but this takeover of, of women's or of, of women's rights in, in, in our society, and um, the rest of the episode is sort of intercut with these these flashbacks of, of her at these 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 camps um, as as she undergoes this this, this training this this brainwashing um, to 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 re- reinsert them into the world as these handmaids and. Uh, and Dowd, who's so great as Patty on The Leftovers, um, plays some sort of head headmaster. Um, t- so there are some women who I- I'm really curious about how some women are, are could continue on in positions of power, such as as Anne Dowd here, and like why she was exempt, <laughs> and why these other younger women are are not. Um, but man, it was really really cool, really powerful. Um, Elizabeth Moss is great. Um, she she conveys so much just in these close up um, camera close up on her face because she's she's meant to be seen but not heard. She cannot convey any of her own outward emotions or thoughts. So um, we have just these long takes of just her face emoting what what's really going on inside her head, as well as this really really good use of uh voiceover and narration that um by her these very these very like hush whispery narration um in which she sort of conveys really what's going on inside of her is this based off a book it is based off a very i guess well known i had never heard of it but uh, a novel um yeah if if anyone has hulu i would check it it out it sounds like it might take place in the same universe that our friend T- Tony's book takes takes place in. Mm-hmm. Tony's actually have, have you guys read a- 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 any of his stuff? It's entitled like, the Headmaster. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tony, uh, Tony has uh, you know. <laughs> I don't think any of it's ever been publicly publicly released, but if it was, uh, I would say that Tony has an award winning mind for for writing. So, uh, so too, yeah. we, we, we yeah. should have Tony. We, we'll have Tony on when when we do our uh, our Game of Thrones prep. Yeah. Right. Some some Hulu news. They got the rights to one of my favorite graphic novels, Lock and Key. They're going to be making the series version of that. So, eventually, I'm going to be have to, having to get Hulu. Chris, this... get a. Uh, it's so easy to come by a free month trial of Hulu. I would uh, check out Handmaid's Tale once. Yeah, maybe once the season's out, I, can I don't even it. have Hulu myself. I'm siphoning it off uh, our friend Kevin. Does our friend have Hulu Plus, the commercial-free version? It's not commercial-free, but the first like Cheapskate. forty minutes of the episode is commercial-free. I have oh, questioned: okay. uh, Is Kevin a paid spokesman for for Hulu? Because he is like the only per- person I know who is just loves Hulu. He's always on. You know Hulu. that man. That man loves <laughs> Family Guy. <laughs> And Does I he? think Hulu has the back catalog of Family Guy. I have <laughs> complete access to his um, viewing history whenever I log on to the app. Well, so that, I'm gonna that's have... what Mike Mike does first. He he goes on, checks, checks what in. Kevin's been, been up to. <laughs> yeah, Family Guy, Seinfeld, they, they are prominent staples <laughs> of, uh, of 
Kevin's <laughs> viewing pleasures. I'm sure he'd he'd be uh, he'd be glad for you to be sharing. <laughs> sharing what's, sh- what's shameful about that? One's well, a, one's a beloved television show, and the other's Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have a problem with Family Guy, Chris? Actually, uh, I bet I know. I, I bet Chris, Chris seems like oh, I watched a couple of seasons, and it was pretty good. I, family Guy. I'm just not a big fan of Family Guy. Okay. Family Guy lost its way a while ago. It did. It did. Is it still rolling? I haven't oh, yeah. watched it in a Who long knows? time. Long oh, yeah, it's still rolling. Mike, tell us about Bates Motel. Yes, Bates Motel just wrapped its five season series. Oh, and day. it's com- completely done? It is over and done with. And with it, any sort of aspirations on uh, the part of the channel A&E to ever like produce um, something of quality again? Fictional content why they're, they're, they're out of the fictional business it's all about real crime now uh they, they just never had any success um bringing on aboard other series to uh to pair with bates motel that was really their their really only hit in their in their run but uh i i really liked it um the season and really the series was it was always deeply flawed particularly i would say the first three seasons were kind of kind of a mess from a plot level in how they sort of integrated other things and other characters and other stories into the same show as norman bates and norma bates and they're they're really sort of dark intimate weird relationship and especially norman as he progressively got more disturbed and demented um over time this season was all about that all about what was going on in norman's head because last season he murdered his mother and he was sort of living living about um as this lonely extremely disturbed murderous boy in his in his house who missed his mother who who to to make up for her loss recreated a version of her you know in, in his mind and uh and yeah i mean the final episodes it all sort of came to a head with norman um and i I like the way i like the way it it ended from from that standpoint um how norman's story ended how he and his mother were sort of reunited in in death was it was a nice touch um so i liked how everything ended up how we got there wasn't necessarily the, the prettiest thing in the world because it there's still kind of kind of messy convoluted in a little bit that's a show i really <clears throat> would like to pick back back up I, I think i only i think i watched the the first season yeah <clears throat> I, I i like the the genre i do everyone should not waste their time and go watch the shot for shot remake of psycho starring a young vince vaughn why why do that when you can just watch a more interesting take on the, the psycho brand in the form of Bates Motel? Because what what what, what the season did, which I really appreciated, was it sort of recreated the elements of of the psycho movie. Like we had kind of been waiting for that. We I mean the infamous shower scene mm-hmm. and Marion Crane coming by the Bates Motel, but they subverted our expectations and did something entirely different and exciting and, and uh unexpected um and i loved how they played with that that was really a season high, high point nice yeah so, so you're saying watch a movie chris yeah go watch the shot for shot remake of psycho starring a young vince vaughn why would anyone do that because it's, it's a fun thing to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't waste your time with this show this is a guy that buys R- roseanne that memorabilia and then tries to paint me as the big I don't R- 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 Roseanne guy. Um, but anyway, let's talk about the leftovers. And I have something to re- reveal. You've been watching even better. Can you guess? You're caught up even better. I can't imagine what could be better than that. Please, please share. 
You're going to well, be on the next episode? Take a look under your seats. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I've supplied each of you with a photograph of the lead actor of The Leftovers, photograph of him signed by John Goodman. It's under oh. your seats. No, I haven't, but I have watched the entire second season and caught up. No way. Caught up. So you're current? Oh, okay, cool. That's exciting. But as I've tipped Chris off to, wasn't that into it. So I think I will hold hold back my... You weren't that into season two? No. No. Wow. I think I, just, I should just leave. <laughs> he should leave. Season two, I mean, I don't want, you know... I don't want to get into this. Although I feel like this this could even be a bonus bonus snippet. Me saying my my feelings about what 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 I've seen. So I I I don't know. Should we discuss it now, or I I I don't want to get get you guys off of talking about the the show today. So well, let's talk about the new you. episode and the new the yeah. new season. I, how about I'll talk about the new episode. I won't say anything. I'll just talk about it. Yeah, your feelings about right. the Let's just talk about it. Great. So the newest episode, yeah. Someone tell me. Someone start first because I need to be reminded. I've just watched a whole a whole lot of newest it. episode entitled "Don't Be Ridiculous" was yeah. a Nora centric episode. She yes. she is starting. The episode starts off with her kind of picking up her duties, working for the departure. DSD. DSD, yeah. Ah, yes. Yep. She's doing her questionnaires, and then she gets a call. Uh, do you want to see your family again? Do you want to see your kids again? I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then I like how she is such a professional. She's like, she know, she she obviously has the shock and the feelings there, but then she has the, this guy is running a honeypot. Mm. You think that? Is what she was was really thinking. That that's why no, she I think wanted that, to go I think that she's she's thinking that she doesn't know and she has to. She owes it to her family to well, at least go. I think but, her initial reaction was her professional reaction, but then they they sucked her in, and that's definitely why she 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 went. Also, the guy that gave her permission to to go, we we haven't seen him before, right? But he's like a no. A, we no saw actor. him. He was in last season. He was in the previous Nora themed episode, Lens of season two. He had come to um, Jarden to investigate the disappearance of uh, Evie. That was him. Yeah, and they obviously they they became friends. And no, that that was not him. Yeah, it was. was it? The, the it man was. that she stole the documents from. Mm-hmm. That that was not him. Yeah, it was. The guy that was eating while talking to her on, yeah. on, on the phone. That was not him. Come on. It was one hundred. Think it was. Okay. Well, anyway. Oof. I guess he because I recognized the guy that was talking while. While eating, and that I, was that was Fr- Freddie Rumson from Mad Men. Yeah, well, he is like when Freddie Rumson appears in your TV show, you you make note. <laughs> yes, and I did. I guess one few to one too few times. He, I think, is currently the best in the world at doing the talking on the phone while eating thing. Like he yes. sounds so good. Like he is just. <laughs> It's a natural. All right. Come well, to him. He's really, really, like, right when he started that up, I was like, I'm at home just listening to this man talk on the phone eating. Like, <laughs> like this this man, like, he just, it makes me buy into the whole world of, like, this man's a busy guy. He's he's do, ma- making this call he's while swamped. he's eating. <laughs> like, I've not, not seen that point made, but I... Uh... I like it. He is, I think, best in the world at phone call wall or talking wall eating, but a, a business phone call wall eating. Um, well, let's cut to let's cut to the the chase of the episode. Do you think that the radiation machine? Well, we're really cutting cutting to the other complete end. Yeah, do you, that's why I said cut to the chase. Do you? Do think, I think that it it will work? Do you think? Do you think it's a real? Thing that someone made and is trying to do, do you think it'll work? If it is, like, what, I think or, it's what are a your real feelings? Thing. I don't think it will work at all. That's my feeling. But we we can't. So the the only way we'll know if it works is if we're taken with her, right? Well, the the show so. from here on out is going to be moving to Australia. 
that's where the what the rest of this season i believe will take place in yeah um we know kevin's going along with her who else goes along with her i don't know i mean how do you relocate the show without bringing along the the rest of the main cast so i think a lot of people will be tagging along um just in, in what capacity but uh to talk more about this episode though i thought it was pretty exceptional um as all Nora episodes really are mm. like she is just the most interesting and complex and really sympathetic character on the show and so whenever we sort of get more insight into her worldview is always so rewarding um two two scenes i really loved were um scene when she goes to visit lily the daughter the other child that, yeah. that she's now lost now the third one um and i we were everyone was really wondering like what what happened to lily that was on the top of my mind and i saw some speculation that she could be with the, the birth mother christine who abandoned her originally in a bathroom floor um but it and that that idea kind of upset me that lily would be back yeah, with her it didn't make sense to me but it now in hindsight now that we have a clearer picture it makes a lot of sense well, until you realize that and you find out in the episode that if nora fought it even an inch she easily would have won custody right but she chose to she be made the, the decision person. not to further separate a mother with her child yeah. because she was so sympathetic to christine's plight yeah and i mean that just sort of that underscores nora i think yeah for sure <laughs> to a t she's just she's both extremely compassionate and understanding but at the same time she can also be like really nasty like she yeah. was with uh blowing up that picture of, of the dead pillar man mm. yeah yeah but that dead pillar man. but she awesome. is but it, probably what attract initially attracted her to the dsd were the phonies the people that were trying to sure to take on that that story and that pain that she feels and misrepresenting it to the world so just to, to see that these other people were were, were trying to, to do the same thing to try and portray themselves as exactly what, what she herself was going through yeah um, that really enraged her and she had to put it put an end to it because no one feels what she feels and she she had to display that publicly yeah can I just say, was this the same episode with with the pillar guy? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Why what? Well, I guess why he had a heart attack, right? He fell off. Yes. Yeah. But why is everyone lying? What do you mean? Why is everyone lying? Everyone surrounding him is lying about what what happened to him. Oh, because the the anniversary is coming up. Yeah, and just to to continue the myth of of the pillar man. <laughs> And for whatever reason, it brings them peace to either to imagine it themselves or to present it to the world as, as this man who, who, who vanished into thin air as, as opposed to a man who just lived. What was Matt's quote? Lived needlessly on top of a pillar for, for five years and, and then had a heart attack and died. I think Matt's quote was like, the man deserves a legacy. Something like that. And really the, the running theme of the episode was was coping with with that that pain and that loss and for whatever reason this was that his wife's way yeah. of coping coping with, mechanisms with his death was, was to imagine a an alternate reality of, of, of how it occurred mm. yeah. yeah well okay i think about the machine <clears throat> yeah also is this the, the the first time we've really gotten any like hint of like we could actually come in contact with something that will actually demonstrate where yeah where i would say it's going. the most well, no. profound oh yeah where it's the most concrete well supposedly i there's still a chance it could all be a, f a fake but it's the most concrete like we're gonna try to make contact or whatever but in the, but in the second season the those researchers do come to Nora's house and they but that was to investigate the the demon asriel I who know they, who they believe did inhabited by his body. <laughs> I know, I think but that's a little different. But the but the idea the i the concept of it being a matter of geography 
and these and well, that, the, yeah, and those, that, re, those researchers you're right but there were those, those other researchers on the phone stalked yeah. her to Jordan yeah but what I mean is that there are people in the second season it is set up that and it might have even been in the first season I just don't remember that there are people working on the science behind of what what could have happened um, and that that is a really interesting running thread yeah and that now Nora's being whether that ever this. pays off who knows I don't think that they would just go as simple as just the end of the series as them going into that machine or whatever, right? And then we don't get get to find out. I mean, well, I mean, them, as we know from la- biblical as we know from the previous episode, we see Nora. We see an older version of Nora, conceivably, Could way be. way down the future, way down the line in the future. Could be in the other universe. It could be. I don't think that's likely though. Yeah, then the, why, the nun why said, would they show that just to, to demonstrate? Well, well, the nun why, said why anything. the nun said, "What does the does the name Kevin mean anything to you?" So I assume something happened with Kevin. But he just may not have come through the machine, and now she has to live her life and doesn't want to think, think about him. Well, yeah, I guess that you can endlessly speculate what happened. That basically is this entire show. Yes. Well, no, it's the any any show that sets up a flash forward that you don't that you don't have explained yet. I think this one's a little bit more crazy though with everything that's going on in this show like normally in the show we have a flash forward there's not a possibility for there to be some alternate universe that we're going into and all this other stuff i don't know endlessly speculating though you you think it's endlessly speculating i mean because they've presented that there could be another somewhere that this thing goes no i'm saying that you could and i'm not saying you endlessly speculated i'm saying that there could you could just keep bringing up different scenarios well i'm just saying with any show really either she went through or she didn't so that us us showing us seeing that is either her in the current world or her going through the second world right well yeah those are two two different speculations i can't think it's that complicated like i don't know that's just sort of how i I view the leftovers is that what happened was whatever whatever happened with the machine failed miserably and sort of some shit went down and now Nora is living as some old uh letter fetcher you know, yeah. <laughs> carrier pigeon pigeon wrangler fetcher uh in in Australia like 30 years from now I don't know and Kevin's out of the picture that that's that's how I see it yeah for, for whatever reason I just yeah <clears throat> I hope we like I enjoy this idea and us finding out more more about that I just don't want, like, you know, next week we have, like, everyone's pretending to be an assassin for an episode and we don't get any forward, you know, moving forward in the story, you know? Are you throwing shade at an international assassin? Yes. Although, I did have... That's one of my favorite TV episodes. I saw the girl from uh, our other show. I know! That was From uh, Big Little Lies. Yeah. Madeline's daughter. Precocious young daughter plays oh, young, young Patty. Young Patty, wow! Which I didn't realize until I rewatched it. Jeez, you guys didn't realize it. I even went so far as to assume that you guys had probably mentioned it at some point, and I glo- glossed over it while, while you were talking about. <laughs> I had forgotten what that little girl looked like. Until yeah, I re- just rewatched the episode. Yeah, what do we think's going on in Australia at the end of this episode? What what happened? The the uh, the ladies. The group of women, if it shows the uh, the precinct in Australia, and then the older like the chief goes out, and the ladies ask him if his name's Kevin, and then they basically kidnap him and then drown him, and then obviously presuming that he is the Kevin the, Garvey, the Kevin of the Book of Kevin. Yeah, that was some. Crazy are, are, do you think these women are like apostles of of Kevin Garvey? And have somehow gotten in their hands Matt Matt's book of Kevin. It's definitely possible, yeah. If so, like, is that taking place in the future? Matt Matt I stated think, there's only one version of the book. I think that's definitely in the future, yeah. It can't be that far in the future. It's it's far enough in the future that it but, would be it would I make would, sense that Kevin yes, Garvey has white if hair. Not for the fact that we end with a close up of Kevin Garvey Senior. That's true. Are you forgetting about that? That was pretty significant. Yeah, but that guy could definitely still be alive. Well, we can endlessly speculate, Chris. Yeah, you can we'll, endlessly we'll see, speculate. Uh, we'll see what 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 happens. Do you, I like the the thing I really like about this season 
is the idea that the idea of a unwilling prophet or an, an unwilling mm-hmm. Christ figure, like in so Isn't Christ himself un, unwilling. No, he said he was the son of God. I had heard like Chris is someone. I, I was listening to a podcast. Someone mentioned that back in the, the Christ days, there were like hundreds of people claiming to be the son of God. Oh yeah, and this Jesus guy was the one who. I don't think there's has there ever been a time on on Earth when there weren't hundreds of people. Claiming? But like Jesus was just one of many many people who cl- proclaimed to be the Son of God, and he was just the one that that stuck. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe or, we shouldn't get too. Or or you could view it as he's the one that like performed the the real miracles, so he he lived on. You know? I don't know. That was that was interesting to me. <laughs> but the 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 idea of a of an unwilling messiah is a really interesting idea that's really that i haven't i can't think of another uh piece of media that delves into that i'm sure it's out there somewhere i just haven't encountered and, it before and and i'll just really say like that you know that not to it's a good point probably will you know we can leave leave it a little bit but there are other religious figures have stuck too is christianity even the the biggest religion in the world i don't think it is no so there's other even more popular religions religious figures i think it's just you know but uh, but other well, all the major religions sort of stem from the same genesis in in a way but uh sure and other religious figures aren't claiming to be the son of god they're just claiming to be prophets right. mm. yeah plenty plenty religious figures have claimed to be the son of god alexander the great himself at one oh, point yeah. in his life claimed yeah, to be our friend a friend Ruger claimed to be the son too. of God. Um, but it looks like actually no. It looks like Christianity is the biggest. Wow. Followed by Islam. Islam. Hindus gotta be up there. And then oh, yeah. for, forgive my uh, not knowing. Irreligion is number three. Is that just mean not 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 religious? Chris, Chef, how could you mispronounce and offend all the people in the religion of irreligion? The absence, indifference of, rejection of, or hostility towards religion. That's the third biggest, if we're kind of... Then Hindu, then Buddhist, then folk religions, and then all other religions. Where's Judaism? One one percent. That's crazy. Is it it counting... Is it counting, like... Like, Judo-Christian? Judaism, no, is is not big enough, according to to what I'm seeing here. The largest religions... Looks like two billion. So yes, two a little more than two billion Christians, uh, one point seven billion Islam, one point one billion uh, Hindu, and uh, Ju- Ju- Judaism is seventeen million. Okay. Okay. According to this chart, I'm looking keep at, in mind I'm though, like sorry everyone, if, if I'm Christianity wrong. that is such a wide net. There's so many. Sub religions. It's true. Of, offsets of that with yeah. so many vastly different outlooks on, on the the nature of of, of humankind. Well, uh, and if you guys are interested, tune in to Mike's re- religious pod- podcast, uh, which he can start now. I think mm-hmm. you and Tony would be great on. We're right just winding back the clock. Our, Chris is our religious. Just wind back the clock and listen to us speak at length about the young pope. Maybe April Fool's Day next year, we can just have one episode called like. T- Talking God with Tony, and we'll have Tony on, and he can host a. We can have even. I mean, we, we could talk religion in TV. Lots to talk about, you know. Well, with a show like The Leftovers, there's a lot of overlap, which I'm always appreciative of. I am looking forward to what's going to happen in, in in The Leftovers, but we'll have to catch up on that next week. In the meantime, Mike, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on uh, ScreeningClub.com, where I just posted today uh, my TV. Roundup from the the past week of, of TV. Great um, article. Great article highlighting many of the various shows. Some many of which we, we talked about today. Others um, we have not. Um, next week I want to talk about uh, what's, what's the new stars show? Stars. Um, American Gods. Oh, American Gods, which I believe airs this week. That was on Stars. Yep. And then um, American Crime finale is this week i believe and i hope to be caught up on that too mike very into america and religious there are so many shows now that that share the name america or american in their title 
American Gods is, uh, I think, a Neil Gaiman book or graphic novel. So that's at least got some... Brian Fuller, who created uh, the amazing Hannibal series. We'll be looking forward to it. Chris, where can we find you? Twitter.com slash ThatMorris, ScreenClub.com, and ScreenClub's Instagram. Go check that out, man. Sure. Absolutely. You you, you can see the the much-spoken-about famed... Uh, ornately framed fo- photograph of John Goodman and Roseanne riding a motorcycle on on there. Uh, you, you can find me, as always, at therealjeffmore.com. Also check me out at Jeffam, J-E-F-F-A-M. As my friends here said, you can find us on screeningclub.com for more articles, insight, and to share your thoughts. Please like and subscribe. Like and su- subscribe. Like and subscribe and rate. I mean, uh, if you'd like to share your comments or thoughts, get in touch with us, screeningclub at gmail.com. And guys, until next week, enjoy your viewing. Adios. Adios.